listening to 66.6 Fright FM. Good evening, everyone. You're listening to Fright FM, the only horror podcast where the street fears us. Oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. I've been <laughs> thinking on that one for a while. <laughs> right before we started, Mason asked, can I do the intro this time? <laughs> and I'm glad you did because I had nothing prepared. Oh, thank God. Um, we're back, uh, everyone, um, from last episode. I don't know why I said we're back. Like we've been on. A it's break. been a regular break. Uh, hopefully, <laughs> not a not a uh, ordin uh, ex- extraordinary. Did we really release on the previous Friday? Yeah, guys, it, for at least for me, it has felt like a month <laughs> since last week. Uh, yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's nuts. Um, no, we're recording this on the Friday that we don't post stuff usually right now for for, for other friday right the other friday um you know it's always a do i I like recording around this time though makes me feel early at a schedule yeah it's good to be ahead of schedule even though we're recording very late at night we are (laughs) we we had to break protocol for this one a little bit usually we watch it and then like come to record immediately because we tried one time kind of doing what we did today and it just didn't work. What did we do that for? It wasn't Twilight Zone. It was one of our earlier episodes. Man, coming up on that year. Coming up, coming up, coming up on a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mason pointed this out to me like <laughs> two or three weeks ago, and I said, "Oh my god!" Yeah, we we posted our first episode September twenty fourth. I want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, we can. I mean, I guess we can check. I'm pretty sure that's. I'm. I, I think I'm honestly pretty pretty dead on about that. Let's see. That'd be a good memory of you. Uh, I was I was I was perusing the episode with Emily that <laughs> we mm-hmm. did because gold. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, by the way, go do that. September eighteenth. Wow. Wow. We're Fuck. we are three weeks away. Yeah. Damn. We'll have to a little more. We'll have to do well kind of have discussed what we're doing upcoming excited oh yes yeah um maybe you'll see a return of someone maybe there will be three people i don't know why we, i had you whisper that i we could cut it oh out. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah we could have had a full-on conversation there and just cut it out because we have that power yeah um uh, so you watch anything horror related before we get to the excellent film Fear Street Part um, Two, nineteen seventy-eight? Since our last recording session, which was what last Tuesday? Yeah. Um. um uh, I watched Tragedy Girls. Um, <laughs> for the first time. Yeah, I wasn't here for that. Uh, it was hard to follow, to say the least. I I'm not particularly interested in ever doing a full review of this, so I'll just say right now, like, it, it's just I like Fear Street Part One. I felt like I knew what the point was of that movie. I just knew and felt like it was doing a bad job of telling right. me that. Tragedy Girls. I still have no clue what the what the point of that movie is. <laughs> like I I don't know if it's commentary on like 
um, desensitization to violence in the media or like one of those horror movies that just gets put on Netflix or, or, or if it's like, if it's a criticism of like true crime pop okay. culture, like I'm not, I'm not sure. Hey, which would be a decent horror movie, by the way, of a critique of especially the shadier sides of true crime. Cause I don't know. I, I have a mixed relationship with true crime because I like listening to some things and then it's like, Oh, and then there's true crime fans who are like Dylan Kleeball and <laughs> from fucking Columbine and it's hot and sexy. I look true crime is cool. If you talk about a case and then stop, right? If you like talk about one murderer a lot and it's not like your job to investigate them, like um, Patton Oswalt's late wife, you're a weirdo. Um, I, I, I don't, like, you're also a weirdo if you edit a flower crown onto Ted Bundy. But well, I feel I like know. that goes I, without saying. I have an interest, I would say, in the Zodiac Killer. But maybe that's because it's like an unsolved thing. And it's like... Yeah, you can't... Uh, it's kind of hard to fetishize different. him right now. Right, and I don't... Hopefully no one has ever said the Zodiac Killer is and also, attractive. Right. Also, I, yeah, you're coming at the sense of the... I, I don't fetishize the Zodiac Killer. In fact, I do the opposite. He's a monster. Anyways, um, yeah, I've seen shots from Tragedy Girls. I saw... I've I basically seen the climax of the film. Um, I turned to my friend who was showing it to me, and I said, these shots are taken from the climax of Carrie, you know, <laughs> um, in which... Carrie sets the gym on fire <laughs> and he went, what? <laughs> it's like, yeah, a lot of these are just verbatim. A lot of the f- fire stuff is just Carrie. I probably need to start writing down the things I watch. I'm not a letterboxed person. You need uh, to get lit. I wasn't at first. Like even when I had it, I was like, uh, I, I don't really like, um, Writing review. I guess this you is don't kind have of to a write. review podcast. You don't have to write reviews, though. Um, maybe I'll start doing Letterboxd. Um, it's it's great. And if we both start doing Letterboxd, uh, it might be a good idea to I don't know share our Letterboxd uh, to the audience. Yeah. If <laughs> if anyone would ever click on hell them. yeah. Uh, do you have to rank movies on Letterboxd? Like no, personally? I'm just a weirdo. Okay. <laughs> no, this is me being a weirdo, and I made a list of my favorite horror films um currently at 75 i hate ranking movies it's my least favorite thing to do ever i I love it i love being like "Mm, is this movie better in my head i I just hate ranking shit unless it's like songs off an album off one album i cannot do broad scope like rank things interesting yeah i love it i like being like this is my favorite thing i feel like I don't know. <laughs> it's nice to have an answer. Um, so I rewatched Scream One and Two, um, because uh, Fear Street Part One really put me in that scream mood. And damn it, are those films good? Uh, cannot wait to talk about them on this podcast. Yeah. Um, huge scream fan. And we're going to be watching the scary movies at the same time, right? Oh, of course. Um, uh, yeah, I was really under this impression. <laughs> By the way, I thought of a really good... Oh, jeez, guys. Oh, jeez, uh, guys. That was such a bad Anna Ferris. Oh, jeez, guys. Um, oh, guys, my, my book collection. Help! My pussy's gone crazy! <laughs> uh, best clip. Best scene from... Actually, I really like the scene from Scary Movie 2. 
um, where <laughs> the giant marijuana bud rolls him up as a joint. It's really good. Um, yeah, I rewatched Scream 1 and 2, um, and I looked at uh, Gail Weathers, and I just kept idolizing her more and more. Uh, <laughs> I I know Gail is like not like morally right most of the time, Damn it, does she have some of the best lines in those films? Speaking of which, Mason is wearing a Scream oh. shirt right now. <laughs> I totally forgot, yeah. And I was Sydney Prescott last Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, was, there, was a, there was a costume. There was a costumed teen party, teen movies. Not teens. There were no, there were no teenagers at this party. And you were? I was Polly Bleeker from Juno. Yes. Um, I wore short, very short shorts. You wore the the outfit. I wore the outfit, the, outfit. the track outfit. Right. Um, I uh, sadly did not have a hot pocket. Did not have a hot pocket. Uh, did have um a good time. Yeah, it was uh well uh man, we've kind of been putting off. Yeah, <laughs> I guess we should yeah, probably talk okay. about this movie. So last Ooh. time. Uh, Sam was out bad, sad times at El Royale. Uh, we meet C. Berman in person. Uh, it's do do the do the reference. Hey, Britta's in this. <laughs> um, it's Britta. It's Jillian Jacobs. Uh, she's got like brown Auburn? brown hair. I don't know Auburn? what color her hair is supposed to be. It's uh, supposed to trick you is what it's supposed she's, to do. She, she, as it turns out, is the person who received that note from the last one. Yeah, it's not a bad so, set so design. So we, yeah, we thought that, so Sheriff Good in the last one, if you remember, I don't remember if we talked about it, but he drops off a note yeah, at a house that we thought was Dina's. Yeah. Which, in retrospect, it does not make, I guess that explains I mean, why at, we were so confused. At, at first, we had uh, we thought that he was going to play a part in this one. Yeah, so, so we thought we thought Dina we thought Dina and Josh's dad was going to be a character in this because we thought the note was dropped off at their house and it confused me that they did not find the note and also that their dad just happened to be home right at the time the note gets dropped off. So it makes at least something in this movie makes sense but, for once. Yeah. Also, <laughs> it's not clear that this is just some random house. I I just thought it was their house. Yeah. Um, because but, the house looks the same <laughs> yeah but so so it, it's actually c berman who got the note um she's locking up for the night she she's got a lot of locks paranormal threats yeah uh here's a tip locks if you've been if you know you're getting hunted by like supernatural and things you're really panicked fucking useless yeah and literally fucking useless and you're really panicked and trying to get out of door yeah. you know it's they really are a not danger helpful. to you yeah. So, anyways, uh, basically, uh, yeah, this she's scene... got a lot of locks, a lot of clocks. For some, I'm not sure why she has a bunch of clocks, <laughs> and a lot of cocks, <laughs> and a lot of cocks. Fuck. Um, she has, uh, she has a calendar where she has been counting. She's counting up the days. You know, the anniversary. Presumably, presumably since. Right, I she's I viewed it as a survivorship thing. She's counting okay. how many days she has sh- survived since this thing at the camp. Which is it's only been sixteen years, and she seems not under. Like, how old was she at the camp? I'm 
so she's, I, she's a senior, right? Because there's that line with Nick, because Nick is like, I can't date the, the, uh, the the camper, and she's like, well, it's my last year, and it's your first year, implying that it's his first year being a counselor and her last year being a camper. So, so I don't think, I think it's um. I thought Cindy was a, a senior. Cindy? Cindy's a counselor. I know. I thought Cindy was a senior in high school and that she is going no, she's to college. That's why she talks about paying for college. Or is that she's a graduated senior in high school? I think she's a graduated senior. Yeah. Right. So, so is... Okay, so Ziggy is going to be a senior in high school? So... Okay, so I don't know. Camps work differently at other camps. So at, I have no clue anything about camps. I, I've never been to my a camp, camp that I went to. Eh, um, I don't know. I went. Eh, it sounds like I'm puking. It was a fine camp. I don't have any resentment towards it. Um, it was. So my last year was my senior uh, year going into college. That was my last year there as a camper. But at this other camp that I... It was a theological debate camp that I went to. <laughs> such a fucking nerd. Uh, that I went to. It was your junior going into senior year was your last year. Mm-hmm. So I imagine she's going into senior year. Okay. Well, she's she's mid-30s. I, I guess that makes sense for Jillian Jacobs. Um. That doesn't matter too much, I guess. Yeah. What, what do you think the what does the Wikipedia say? Does it have it a? I don't. Uh, Tina Johnson, Ziggy Perman, she said I can't. No, not. it doesn't really no. have a. Yeah. I bet the screenwriters don't even know. No. <laughs> um. So. Basically, yeah, so you're Jacobs so sick of this story, right? And. Because she's like, yeah. I mean, okay. So yeah, Dita comes in. There's this whole scene where they break in, and they're like, "Who the fuck are you?" That's pointless. It, it's just to get us to the narrative device of we need to learn what happened in 1978. Yeah. And then the movie is a story being told by Jillian Jacobs, C. Berman, whose first name we have not learned yet. Right. Uh, twist. By, there's by a, the there's way. a twist and it's bad. It's stupid. Um, So Sam is tied up in the bathroom uh, and then they get C. Berman to tell the story. Right, and uh, C. Berman was like, and the first scene is uh, Ziggy. Well, she starts with saying it. Uh, the camp started on July twelfth. Yeah, and then a week later, her sister died. Uh, which inconsistency? F- no, d- ding. <laughs> I no, I think we just I think we misunderstood it because I interpreted. I thought she meant like the massacre started on July twelfth. I think it's that camp. Camp started on July 12th. And And that's what they're doing the color war on the last day. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um, So, yeah. uh, Basically, Ziggy's about to be burned alive because the kids in this town just don't care about killing people. They've accused her of, they accused Ziggy, who's a shady cider, of stealing. stealing. Uh, Yeah. And they burn her and she gets pretty. But she gets pretty scared and hurt. 
And then uh, Nick Good. Nick Good. Who is the sheriff, the sheriff. in 1994. Oh my God. So basically you have no tension with his character. Yeah. I feel like uh, the idea, me, I don't know. I feel like maybe with a more talented person, the, I, this idea of telling a trilogy backwards could work. But like, I just, there's no tension with this. It's like, yeah, one of the sisters is going to die. We know that. Mm-hmm. One of them is going to live. Nick's going to make it out. 12 campers are going to die. We know what's going to happen. Yeah. There are no stakes. I, except uh, except that we're, the way the story is presented to us is my sister died. And we're presented with two girls. Right. Uh, and I guess we don't necessarily know which is which. Right. And I know. But like, so I feel like... So Ziggy's sister... Her name is Cindy C. Berman, but Sadie Sink is playing Ziggy, so like she would be the one, right? And I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that being like a narrative device for us, us not knowing. And that that leaves some suspense for us. It it leads us to think what is going to happen to these right. two girls. Right, right, right. Uh, the, the problem is, is when you write one of these girls as one of the most fucking annoying. I hated Cindy's character. Really? I just... Yeah, she is poorly... She's annoying. I just... I I don't hate the actress. Not her fault. Uh, Again, anytime... uh, We've stated a million times on this podcast. Rarely is it the actor's fault. Mm -hmm. It is more of a script issue or a directing issue. It's rarely the actor. I just... Yeah, I found her so annoying. And I, I just like... I don't know. And I told you this. I'm so tired of the, the, the oh, we're a fighting sibling. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Can we just have siblings that are nice to each other? Well, see, the Josh and Dina are pretty, like, cool with yeah. each other. Like, one of the things about, we don't get, like, a, oh, they fight storyline, which I'm I'm fine with. We get, like, Dina, like, teasing Josh right in the beginning of the first movie but right otherwise it's it's not like they like oh, but that's not a focus thing on yeah focus uh, like thing like the the, the the one the one of the most focal points of this movie is they're not liking each other and it, obviously that builds into the arc of them i think that can be a good story i think siblings not liking each other and then coming around to liking each other can work it's just none of the work is done for that in this right. movie. Like they, they just don't like each other for some reason. Yeah. And then they, well, we're like each other at the end. There's again, uh, this, the screenwriters are like trying to do the bare minimum. They like threw in one line from uh, Tommy being like, you didn't used to be like this. And it's like, yeah, why can't we see that though? Why couldn't we have seen pits and pieces? It, yeah. Cause it just, the end there there's like this i guess we should or do we want to talk about this in sequence like do we does it really matter that much? i don't i don't care too so there's a scene the scene like the final scene between these two sisters is like they are they are being murdered yeah you know both of them die we know because one of them stays dead and one of them dies because c berman died right um, so they're both getting just murdered like brutalized yeah by the resurrected killers and and they have this thing where they reach out to each other right as they're about to die and say like nothing nothing will separate us nothing is going to, yeah nothing right. will separate us um 
and it's a cool shot. I yeah. think it's a cool shot. It's like uh, from above, and it's got this. They're reaching out to each other. It looks really cool, and it's kind of a sweet moment. But the fact that they don't like each other in the beginning of the movie doesn't really contribute, I don't think, because I don't know why they don't like each other. Right. There's uh, uh, again, we're given some dialogue to imply that they're from yet again another broken household in which the dad, their dad left, left and, and their, their mom drinks, drinks and they're poor and they're poor because they're from Shady Side. Um, and uh, just. This movie doesn't handle any of its topics gracefully. No. Or in any, like, again. Um, oh, okay. <sighs> Putting that away. God. I just got, oh, God. I just got something stuck on my finger. <laughs> I was really worried that was not going to come off. Oh, my fucking God. The, here's the thing. I'm pretty sure that's made out of bone. Oh, <laughs> so getting it off, not yeah, easy. I thought it was like porcelain or something. Nope. Okay. Alrighty. Well, so uh, there's this character that uh, deals with depression and stuff and cutting and it's oh, held, yeah. it's handled in the most horrible way. So, yeah, instead of running through the plot, because honestly, the pacing of this one is horrid. The first kill doesn't happen until 40 minutes in. And then the killer dies 40 minutes after that. Right. Uh, It's and then the last like bonkers 25 minutes are devoted to this um, like the witch thing, like trying to stop the witch thing, which doesn't uh, spoiler doesn't work. And we know that. But they they use the the time to fill out and like the dramatic tension to tell us how they're going to fix the witch in the modern day or right. not the modern day, but 1994. Right. Um, but so I, I say we just run through like the characters and just talk about yeah. sort of what their arcs are. So, you know, we have uh, Cindy. Cindy the is eldest. Yeah. Ziggy's older sister. She wants to go to college. Uh, she's trying to keep, I guess her... she already is going to college. <sighs> yeah. I guess. I'm confused about how old she is. Anyways, uh, she, 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 she's got this boyfriend, Tommy, Tommy kind of seems like a dick who he kind of seems like he's got nothing to him. Uh, th- there's like this line from one of the characters later on. It's like your perfect boyfriend and Daniel and I both turned to each other and went, was he? He seems <laughs> all right. Like he, he didn't seem like a bad boyfriend, like he but didn't... He, he didn't seem like a super cool dude. Right. Uh, uh, he, he, he didn't seem like an evil boyfriend boyfriend from like a tv show or something like yeah he wasn't like the guy that sam was involved with in the last one right he's just a guy who he's like he's you cursed he (laughs) says you cursed to cindy because i guess she doesn't curse yeah so yeah part of cindy's character is like she's a goody two shoes i guess yeah um the first thing the first thing ziggy says is shit 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 uh yeah um she, she, I don't even know what the fuck her arc is supposed to be. That she learned to like her sister again. Yeah. So Cindy's like really uptight. I, for some reason, yeah, and Ziggy, I, I guess because she wants to be like she she wants to model? get out of shady side as well. Right. Like she wants to get good grades and get money and stuff and go to college so she can get out of shady side. Yeah, that's like her motivation. Just like everyone else's motivation. 
Uh, yeah, that's the, the problem. Last one is no one has a unique motivation because everyone's motivation is I hate this town so fucking much I want to get out. Yeah. Um. So that's Cindy's thing, and then she stops hating her sister for some. I don't know why she started hating her sister. She. Uh, yeah. She also, by the way, gets over her boyfriend being a murderer very, really, very really quick. She. Uh, no one is very broken up about anything in this movie. I, yeah, if you thought number one Al- was bad for that. Alice is probably, Alice is Cindy's ex-best friend. Yeah. But they're still kind of friends. Who She's the one who cut. Yeah. Which it, I completely missed the first time she talked about. So when she brought it up the second like, time, what? I was like, what the fuck? And I was like, you missed this? Um, But she, she is probably the only person who has genuinely broken up about somebody dying or like, like somebody dying in this movie because her boyfriend gets axed to the face. Yeah. Um, and I mean, people are like kind of upsetty spaghetti, but that's only because it was gross and inconvenience people. Is yeah. When that like one kid gets beheaded. Someone gets beheaded right in front of Ziggy. And then five minutes later, she says, oh, this isn't my blood. It's Gabe's. What? The fuck? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's just hey, Gabe's. If I saw someone beheaded in front of me, um, I'd never recover. Uh, yeah. Shocker. I would literally always have PTSD. Yeah. I think any reasonable person. Everyone would. Everyone would. And I feel like it's never implied that she does. She has this whole thing where she's scared of getting killed, but that's not related to the so, fact that she literally saw a guy get his head cut off in front of her. I do want to talk about this though, since we're not talking about it literally and we're just kind of having a discussion out there i'm glad we didn't really talk about much after and before you left um so like so there is this innate fear that is supposed to be this horror of you know we're supposed to feel for sea bourbon because she's lived this long and she's survived but then there's this whole thing about her at the end of like some days i wish i died that day yeah like and so I, why don't you kill yourself I, it's just like not to say that like i want this character to kill herself but why hasn't she she's again sometimes she acts like living is a good thing and then sometimes it's like existence is horrible it's like but you're fighting so hard to live she knows that like she and also like does she still think the witch is going to come after her? It, like, it, like if she makes too much noise or something? I guess she's supposed to be a shut-in, but, like, she she has no reason to be. So, like, also, like, I'm sorry. She she has to have some form of income, some money, because she has a house. She does things. Uh, so, like, she eats why, mac and cheese, TV dinners. Why didn't she move as Stouffer's? far away? Good question. From shady side as she could. I don't know. If she is so fucking scared of this witch. I I I could not tell you. I could not explain anything really about this movie. <laughs> so yeah, that's Cindy's thing. So so yeah, Cindy then she she stops hating her sister and she, then she she kills so I guess let's talk about Tommy next. Tommy, her boyfriend, becomes the killer. Right. Uh, we don't learn much about Tommy before he comes. L- literally nothing. I uh, don't care about Tommy. Right. 
so uh yeah there's they they try and pull out our heartstrings by like right before she kills him they they flash back to his oh yeah his two scenes that he was in before he became the killer with her only yeah he seems like a nice guy like he was being nice to the kids in the camp but that's his job like i why why do i care (laughs) right uh so then uh yeah we don't care about him he becomes the killer he's not wearing the mask for most of it and you're like when is he gonna get his mask i thought the way they did it was kind of cool it was all right. Like Ziggy takes a burlap sack mm-hmm. and tries to choke him with it. And it, it like conforms <laughs> to his face right. for some reason. Um, we'll just go with it. He just looks kind of like the scarecrow from Batman. It's a, yeah, it's a cool, I think it's a cool monster design. I, I mean, it's just like a more monstery version of the burlap sack version of Jason. Yeah. <laughs> uh, because everyone forgets before the fa- famous hockey mask that. Um, you know, that's basically Tommy, Cindy, Cindy, like stabs him yeah like is the person who kills him but he comes back but then yeah so even though in the last one we got the idea that the resurrected killers are like not the real bodies they're just like kind of a created sort of flesh puppet right but made out of flies but in this one when the resurrected killers are brought the the other killers are the flesh puppets, Gooey but puppet, but yeah. Tommy's body comes back to life, right? Which I guess the witch can do. Uh, the witch makes her own rules, Daniel. Yeah, a- as um, you know from. I guess both. that's a. I guess that's a good way to not have to hold yourself to any uh, rules or logic with your yeah. horror film. The witch uh, makes her own rules. So yeah, that's Tommy. He doesn't really matter that much beyond the fact that he is the conflict yeah like i feel like yeah <laughs> he's just he kills a bunch of kids uh by the way uh feel bit bad for all the fucking kids that i don't know so i i, I want to hear your so i am fine with a horror movie killing a kid yeah. i i've seen it happen the blob mid not midsummer uh, hereditary it chapter know, two it chapter two so much kid murder. I just feel like in the genre of slashers, it just reads differently. I I guess it doesn't show much kid murder. It, we just know that the I kids know, die. but like still, like I just had this grody feeling. I'm I, like personally no, like I didn't see the kid murder. Like it chapter two, I got kind of gross, weirded out by the kid murder. But this, like the kids just die. I don't really care. Um. Why are there shady siders at the camp in the first place? I don't fucking know. So, like, for me personally, summer camp is kind of a marker of your financial status. Like, right? They cost money. Yeah. And not like not like a small sum. It's like a pretty penny usually. Right. So, like, why? Why are there why are there shady siders there? If like maybe if it was a Sunnyvale camp and then like the sh- it, it seems like it's close to town cuz it's where the mall is. Oh, yeah. 
The, the campus oh, where yeah. the mall By is. By the way, the tree does come back. I was right. The, so the campus where the mall is because the tree, the hanging tree, the tree that Sarah Fear got hung Even at. Even though her body's in a different place. Is it the tr- that's it, it's in the mall. That's the tree yeah. in the mall. Uh, I knew it. So the camp was at the it. mall. So why Wait, is so the camp was one, originally in Shadyside? Yeah. Why one? Why is this camp so damn close to the city? Are they usually? Uh, no. Um, I mean, I've uh, like I've seen either it. the mall is very inconveniently far away from everything. <laughs> Or the camp and it's was... a nice mall. Yeah. It's a nice mall. Yeah. Why is it in Shadyside? <laughs> Why isn't it in Sunnyvale? It's the, it's the one good thing they have. <laughs> yeah, they're the murder capital of the world, but damn it, is that mall... Damn it, if that mall doesn't look really fucking cool. <laughs> Except for like... Okay, like, I'm sorry. What That tree wouldn't have been there. That would have been... Torn down. No, because it's the Seraphir's tree. Uh, no. Yes. No. Wrong, sir. You lose. You I get like nothing. That they, I like that they think that the body of someone who was hung is buried at the tree that they were hung at. I don't think that's ever the case. No, that's the. No, it's not. Remember? Yeah, I know. So, like, why did they think it was going to be there? And why was it? The body seemed it's. It seemed like it had been there because the stone was there. Whatever. There was a, they, so, so Ziggy and Cindy, uh, to, to stop the curse, which we know doesn't work, go to bring the hand because they find the hand. And it's a cartoonishly looking skeleton. It hand. is a, it is a, it is a very funny. It literally looks hand. like the <laughs> skeleton hand on Skullface's costume. <laughs> yeah. They, um, they go to the hanging tree and to reunite the hand with the body because they, you know, that's what'll stop the curse. Why do they go to the tree? You don't. I don't think they bury bodies of like hanged witches at the hanging tree. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know, boss. Uh, I think their logic is well the hand was kind of there so maybe the body's there so fun fact when she did initially plop down the skeleton hand i did think it was the glove from the skeleton mask costume and i was like how did what did time travel is this a thing now uh, in the fifth street universe uh so ziggy let's talk about ziggy ziggy, ziggy, ziggy. as played by Sadie Singh. Talented Sadie Singh. The She's probably... talented. Uh, she is, unfortunately, cast as the same character she plays in Stranger Things, though. Uh, but, hey. She does it good again. You know, she did it again, good then. She does it good here. She's but great. <laughs> I, I wish they would have, like, made her something had her. Else. Yeah, I, I wish she would have gotten an opportunity to play a different character. Right. Like, she does it fine, but I, I want to see her stretch her legs. Right. And hopefully she will in future projects. But I'm talking about this girl like she isn't fucking the same age as us. <laughs> <laughs> like she's not 19. It's just it, she looks younger. Man. She yeah, she does look younger. I guess. I guess. I, I guess if I saw her in person, I might have a different opinion right. on that. But however, they do the makeup in Stranger Things and this movie, they make her look younger. Um. So Ziggy is your troublemaker. She. Uh, 
she she's a bad kid. I I guess. I guess. I guess she's a bad I'm not sure if she's a bad kid or if they just accuse her of a lot of things. Like they say she does a lot of things, but we're never given like explicit confirmation she actually does that or if she's just being wrongfully accused. Right. Uh I I, I don't know. It's never explained in the film. Uh, I, we do see a scene where she, but again, it is her getting back at this bitch who burnt her, where she locks a person inside a bathroom, a bathroom. and dumps some bugs on her. Even though the originally was going to be, bleh. yeah, it was going to be. A, she was doing a carry she thing, carry. like explicitly. She said she was doing a carry thing, and then you know she flirts with Nick Good because he read he reads. He's not like other boys. He, he read, reads. He Stephen reads. King. He reads horror books. And there's like the legit this moment that's like, hey, horror fans, you know that hey. Remember this thing you like? Remember Carrie? Remember Salem's Lot by Stephen King? Do you know Stephen King? <laughs> so there was actually a fun fact. There was one moment during this where uh, Tommy is going to town on this door, <laughs> and I turned to Jacob and Daniel, and I was like, guys, he's going to go hear Tommy. <laughs> uh, he didn't, sadly. I'm very, very glad he did not. Uh, I'm really sad. I think didn't. I probably would have went into a slump that I never would have come out of if he had said, here's Tommy. But like, it totally, I felt like was going towards that. Like, you know, he's just banking down the door and he's chipping away. I'm like, he's totally going to pop his head in there. Um, anyway, Ziggy, uh, Ziggy. Also uh, her arc is to learn to love her sister again and try and fuck Nick. She, yeah. She's mad at her sister because her sister is a, a, a narc I guess a two shoes. and doesn't listen to her I think she's got valid reasons it seems like her sister kind of seems like a bitch yeah <sighs> I'm not sure why Cindy doesn't like uh I almost said Max Ziggy like beyond it, it, sometimes I feel like you can just say like oh like an older sibling just kind of gets tired of their younger sibling or something like I guess that can happen I guess I don't know. It, it, it's, they don't even try to do that. Like, it's just I, weird because, like, don't, don't mean to go. But, like, I have a pretty good relationship with my sibling, so it's like. Yeah, me too. Right. Like, uh, it's like, I like I get tired of. Uh, I feel like every feel like every sibling has gone through this. I'm like, you know, we get tired of each other sometimes. We get on each other's nerves, but ultimately it's like, uh, you know, we still love each other. <laughs> still get along. Still friends. <laughs> Yeah, I've never gotten to a point with my siblings. I'm both an older and a younger sibling where like if I said to them or they said to me, "Hey, um this person who's like a figure of authority was saying a bunch of really weird shit and acting really weird." I don't think I would just like dismiss them and call them a liar. Yeah. Yeah. Uh maybe maybe that's cuz I'm not from a broken home right. like Cindy and Ziggy. Right. You you <laughs> Um, your mother's not an alcoholic like like there are siblings who genuinely cannot trust each other but that's because like they're really bad people right i'm not sure why cindy and doesn't trust ziggy like i don't get it again we're never told the re again we have to again we're given one line about how they used to not be like this and it's like well what changed can we get some dialogue or development on that (laughs) no Wrong. Um, is there anything else uh, important for Ziggy? Uh, should we like reveal the big twist? So the big twist is that Ziggy lives because her real name's 
Do you remember? Christine. Yeah, Christine. <laughs> Z- Ziggy is C. Berman. Yeah. Bet you didn't see that, that one. one coming. Uh, except you did if you're smart. It, except, except at the end of the story, Josh says, so you're Ziggy? <laughs> what? Yeah, so so we had this whole conversation about like, oh my god, then she's been telling it like she has not said I the whole time. And and it's like we had this funny thought of like Josh or Dita being like, wait, uh, who's is Ziggy? You are you Ziggy? Like she's saying, so Ziggy does this, and you're like, so so you're Cindy? And she says, I don't know, I don't know. This is wait to wait to find out, wait to see who comes back to life. Um, so like. I'm also like, hey, like I don't care about like necessarily like flashback stories, like necessarily like when it's revealed that it's a certain person and like it's like, oh, but that person wasn't there for this scene or this scene or this scene. Like it's like it it's just bad because uh Ziggy gets pushed to the sidelines quite a bit. Yeah, Ziggy is not the focus for a lot of it. Cindy is kind of main character energy. And that's to mislead us, but it's dumb. Right. Uh, uh, There's, for example, like, someone in Haunting a Bly. Like, I don't care that, like, they weren't there for... Yeah. And also, like, you could also stretch maybe... Someone told them a lot of details about that. But still, like, I don't... It's just when, like... It it was just for the twist. Mm -hmm. And it's like, fuck you. (laughs) Uh, Do we want to talk about Nick? Um, Oh, yeah. Nick Nick Good's in this. Uh, Everyone's constantly saying to him, like... Uh, You're going to be the sheriff. You're going to be the sheriff. His dad died? Yeah. For... For some reason, I don't remember why. I think he was the previous sheriff, so I'm yeah. guessing maybe he died in a in a. Sh- I swear to God, if it's like revealed, no, it can't be. Never mind. Anyways, um, so, uh, oh, we finally saw. By the way, we got some other killers in this one. We saw the dentist. And the little and boy, little boy. Who killed his parents. Oh, uh, the mom. So, mom. so the the girl who had the the blade razor blades in the last one. Her mom. Appears. Her mom is in this. Oh, For yeah. a second. <laughs> her mom is in this, and then her mom knows about the witch stuff, and she sees that Tommy is going to be the next killer. Right. So she's like, one way or another, you're going to die tonight, and she tries she to, kill, to him. kill him, and it doesn't work. Because uh, she announces to him I'm that going she is to going to kill, kill you. <laughs> and obviously, being a strong, like again, no offense, but this is an older. He's got like lady. six inches on her, right? He's like twenty, right? She's fifty. She's older, <laughs> maybe fifty. She's right. got. A, I don't know. Uh, like, I don't know when. I thought like it was implied that that. So Ruby Lane was nineteen sixty three. Okay. I think I think And it how was. old is Ruby, you think? Ruby was she was like a teenager when it happened, right? right? E- yeah. So so this lady's probably like 50s. Yeah. Uh yeah, and again, then for the rest of the movie she's out her book that she left behind is important though cuz it has all the tunnels and stuff. 
and it's got the witch's mark. Wh- nice. Not not the witch's mark like like a witch's mark like from folklore. Right. It's it's a pentagram. Right. It's just a pentagram. Well, Daniel, you can't you're, you can't trust your audience to know things. A witch's mark is not a pentagram. It's like Daniel, a thing that's on a witch, Daniel. right? Like it's a thing that's on a witch, so you know they're a witch. You can't trust. Am I am I wrong? Like am I wrong in this? Oh no, I was fucking. I think you're right. I I think I'm right too. Um, I just want to make sure. I guess so. I don't. Uh, it's a thing that indicates that yeah. a person is a witch. Yeah. Not yeah, yeah. not a, a pentagram. pentagram. So, uh, Nick, uh, he's, he's a, he wants to fuck Ziggy, but can't because she's a camper and he's a counselor. Um, and then at the end when, uh, Christine Ziggy is like, uh, no, like they're supernatural. Please listen. He's like, no crazy bitch. <laughs> Yeah, he's because the sheriff can't believe in ghost stories. He's lying. I gu- I guess like he he probably knows by now I know about he all knows. this stuff. <laughs> he um, <knows. laughs> um. So other characters. Alice. Alice is like the cool. She's the cool bad girl. She smokes weed. She does drugs. She has violent. Not violent, but like aggressive sex with her boyfriend <laughs> in this one scene, and we we literally all went, "Oh my oh god! Oh my god! Oh my fucking!" It's god. it is out of nowhere. Yeah, uh, it's 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 crazy. Um, this one was way more horny than the first one. Yes, which I thought the first one was horny, but damn. Yeah, in that, in that one scene, <laughs> I was I got to this one, I was like, "Man, two sex scenes! Shit!" <laughs> I guess part three is gonna have three. Wait, what was the second sex scene? Uh, the other marijuana smoking chick. Oh yeah, forgot about her completely. <laughs> Literally, completely forgot about this one character. She's not that important. Yeah, she gets. She's just like she's I, there to get murdered. She's like, I want to fuck that guy, and they're like, uh, but he's slimy. And she's like, I don't care. I want to fuck him. And then he, she fucks him, and then she dies. Yeah. The, and that's her character. Gen- ah. Genuinely, that, that is her character. She she rolls a joint in public in in the mess hall. So like she's holding it up. So like I I okay. So like at first I'm like oh she's rolling a cigarette. But then they outwardly acknowledge that it's marijuana. She's she's like no I'm not talking about marijuana. Da, da, da. I don't even remember her name. I'm sorry. The the murdered girls. Name? Yeah yeah I don't remember it. Um. Yeah, she's just like holding up a joint and rolling it in the middle of the mess hall, and she's one of the counselors. <laughs> just fucking kids are like, "What's that?" Also, there's no adults at this camp. No adults besides Nurse Lane, and then she leaves no immediately because she gets arrested. Uh, and fun fact: every camp has adults. <laughs> it, yeah, it's just like college students. Uh, I guess. I guess they're college. I'm not sure. So I don't like, know. I guess. I don't fucking know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Ah! So, uh, what else is there to talk about? Um, 
oh, they're like, uh, uh, I guess at the end, Dina's like, I know where the witch's body is. Is the hand still buried at the the tree? Yeah. Yeah, see, Roman's like, you'll never find the body. And she's like, we did. We did. Cool. Um, So so they go. Yeah, the story finishes. Oh, and, and, and also we learn that the reason that Dina and them all have a nosebleed is that indicates the witch is yeah, near. Yeah, blood will fall when the witch is near. Uh, so there's this moment in which, which they seems go, like a really inconsistent rule. They go to the, 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 where she's buried and Josh goes, oh, your nose is bleeding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> They're near the witch. Good. Good. That means you're, you right. went to the right place, I guess. Um, also there's like this weird moment of where like Dean is like, Josh, stay in the car. Why? Boy nearly got murdered in the last one. He can hold his own. <laughs> Got m- nearly murdered multiple times. It, and also like s- strength in numbers, Dina. Yeah. <laughs> Why stay in the car? You, you know your brother's you competent. Is Sam in the trunk of the car? Not anymore. Remember, she's in the bathroom. She's still in C. Berman's bathroom? <laughs> C. Berman's just like, this fucking kid. <laughs> yeah, so Dina puts the hand with the body and then she has a and then we flashback flashback and then she, okay so she's not she, she is she's like quantum leaping it's right. quantum she's quantum leaping she's quantum leaping so funny that they have ziggy um ah. uh, she quantum leaps into seraphir's body so she is not a relative of seraphir and we're not supposed to interpret this as she is seraphir because she looks at the reflection and it's some other bitch no she it in the reflection, it's like like phasing between her and oh, okay. this other bitch. Who I is that? Is she credited? Is that is that girl credited? Um, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> um, I don't think she's in this. I mean, she was in it for one shot. Yeah, she's not credited. <laughs> Whoopsie. That's uh, sorry. Um, uh, woman whose name I don't know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> 1978 was the final of the three films to be shot. Oh, so they didn't film them in sequence. They did not. Huh. Interesting. That is interesting. Okay. Only wrapped in September. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, I guess we gotta stick out till part three, 1666. What, so what are your expectations? Oh, so I know. Remember oh I yeah, you the, know. I, I know. So I, I I'm was gonna, bad. I'm going to give my expectations, which is that obviously, probably the, the goods are responsible for. Um, like they probably know mm-hmm. about all the stuff that's happening. You know, because they're part of Sunnyvale, and Sunnyvale's benefiting from all the violence happening in Shady Side. Um. Sarah Fear probably got like um con she probably got like requested to bring prosperity to the town or whatever and she's like well you can't just do that you have to make you know magic is balance so you have to take something from some place to give it to another place. So like for one thing to prosper, the other has to suffer. Um, 
which maybe will be a criticism on uh, capitalism, maybe? I don't know. Um, and then, uh, but then she'll be like, but I, I'm not going to do that. So they like, um, I actually don't know why they would hang. I don't know. I can't figure it out. <laughs> Just wait. Okay, I'm sure it's gonna be bad. <laughs> Reading Rainbow. I'm. I now I want to read the books. Honestly, I mean, isn't it just anthology though? Yeah. Does it have any of these elements in it? I I, I think it's better than what we're getting. Because again, so fun fact, I did some research. There is a street in the book series mm-hmm. called Fear Street, named after the fears. Still have there were no streets in this one. Yeah, and. The fact that the next one's in 1666, I'm kind of nervous. There will be even less streets. Well, I, I mean, takes place in 1666. Yeah, I guess it. I guess it's really taking place in 1994, but the character in 1994 is having a flashback to 1666. Wow. Never mind. I won't. Don't worry. don't tell me anything. I want to go in so. I want to go in blind as a fucking bat. I uh, I I am so so excited. we like we we've talked about kind of what we're doing next and I'm so excited for that that it's like uh, that it's keeping me going through this because I I like what we've discussed what we're gonna talk about next so I'm excited for that but holy fucking shit am I so glad the next one will be our last Fear Street verily uh, I I I never is that word right I never thought that. Out of every R.L. Stein adaptation, that the Goosebumps movies would be. <laughs> I mean, movie-wise, I'm not surprised. The Goosebumps TV show with Jack Black is amazing. The Goosebumps TV show is the best, bar not. But movie-wise, Goosebumps with Jack Black. Um. Well. Uh. Yeah. I mean, next time we're talking obviously about Fear Street Part Three, mm-hmm. sixty-six. Um. I mean, I'm Mason. And I'm Daniel. And this this is Fright FM. FM.